Today's show is sponsored by CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard and how you get your alcohol. And the way they do that, they are like the Amazon of the spirits industry. So they get merchants together on their online platform. You can peruse through what is on there. If you want some whiskey, you want some rum, you want some scotch, you want some bourbon, tequila, mezcal, vodka, gin, whatever it is, cascartel.com has it, and they will ship it directly to your door. Like any online retailer, some of the prices for some of the hard-to-get things may be a little bit more expensive than you would get if you were going retail in your local store or who knows your your local store could jack the prices up on you they're just the the middleman they're just the the ends to the means yeah correct they are and that's one of those places that if you want some of the harder to get stuff you might have to pay a little bit more but you know all the stuff that you enjoy every day your daily drinkers even some of your harder to find daily drinkers are gonna be at good prices at cascartel.com check them out also go to Cast Cartel on Instagram. They're always doing awesome giveaways to their followers and their fans. It's always a good time. CastCartel.com and Cast Cartel on Instagram. All of our glassware was provided by DistilleryProducts.com. Janie, Vicky, Carson, all the folks over there at DistilleryProducts.com. We love working with you. We love the fact that you guys deliver laser etched glassware at awesome wholesale prices in North America. You guys are the only place where we can get the neat glass wholesale. You have Glen Cairns, you have Wee Glen Cairns, you have Tipsy Rocks glasses, you have regular Rocks glasses, you have the Tua glass, flask decanters, whatever it is. Go see our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you want me to hook you up with them, I'm happy to do so. Slide into my DMs. How's this right now? If I'm right here, is that That's good? That's good. Yeah, we'll see That's when fine. the music starts playing, but Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll yeah. make sign language things that yeah <laughs> hello hello everyone my name is john edwards and i'm san zeke baker but together we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are whatever time it is Thank you for making us a part of your day. We're going to record this as quick as we can because there is some music playing. And when the music comes back, I don't know if these two are going to hear me. We're all like sitting in each other's lap right now. But it is a big day here at Nelson's (laughs) Greenbrier Distillery. I have both of the Nelsons sitting on the couch, Charlie and Andy Nelson. Welcome back. To Dad's Rick and Bourbon. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome back to Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. Golly, this is crazy. I what love, a time to be alive. I love that we've recorded a few times and you guys still have never met Zeke. <laughs> yeah. Like, JB's Ze- over does there. Does Zeke really exist? Do you is know that, that they've never met Zeke? It's true. He Tyler Durden. <laughs> so, Zeke, you know that Schwarzenegger movie where the guy opens up and he's got a little head growing out? Oh, yeah. Total Recall. <laughs> of course. That Schwarzenegger movie, please. Zeke is the tumor that, that I carry around with me. It's not a tumor. It's not a to get to the chopper, do it now. Let me start off saying congratulations. The line was a thousand people long. Yeah. I walked the line with Charlie and Andy. Now, the funny thing is, is they know you, Charlie. They don't know Andy. Yeah. So you got yelled at and Andy didn't. <laughs> yeah. I just walked around like some schmo. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. People were yelling at me, not happy, but I was also delivering news that they didn't want to hear. So 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I want to try and, you know, appease everybody if possible, but it's tough. Let's take it a step back, because I think this is a conversation that we should have. But how have you guys been? I mean, (laughs) you released Nelson's uh, Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. It's been a, a long couple of months. I've seen you guys. What have you been up to? Since we, we talked. The uh, Tennessee whiskey release is, has been the biggest thing, for sure. And then this, I mean, this honey release has been big. We've been kind of prepping yeah. for this for a while, but of course we didn't expect it. But yeah, the Tennessee whiskey release kind of traveling. And it's only available as of right now in Middle Tennessee, and I guess about to be available in, in Knoxville. In Knoxville. Yeah, well, as of this past week, it's available in Knox- yeah. Knoxville. So, But yeah, not too much traveling, per se, for that, but a lot of you know launch activity trying to get get that uh word out that is your your triple great grandfather's brand that you're bringing back i mean regardless of whether or not it's in middle tennessee or it's someplace else for you guys that has to feel like it's a huge accomplishment reviving that from you know the grave it's been insane it's been like I kind of joke that we it's only taken us 13 years to get to the starting line and but it, it's kind of true I mean we started working on this whole project in 2006 and the original plan was to release you know the Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey and initially we didn't even know about Bellmead bourbon first until we started doing a bunch of the research and planning and everything. You know, we discovered the the label of Bell Mead and that it was produced in conjunction with another company. And so Bell Mead was meant to be like a bridge to get us to Greenbrier. And, um, you know, then officially launching the Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey in Nashville on October 1st was kind of like the culmination of, of so much hard work. But like, as soon as it happened, it was just like nonstop. And so we've hardly even been able to catch our breath since then (laughs) then all this craziness starts happening here at the beginning of the year you know and this past week with the tornadoes and coronavirus and the honey release it's kind of been uh hate to say it's so cliche but it's like the perfect storm of events it's been insane well it's crazy because the tornado it hit home to me and charlie you and i talked on the phone about this I had just moved down to Franklin yeah. in December. If I was still in the nations, that thing would have touched down two blocks from my old house. Thankfully for a lot of the folks in the nations, it actually skipped up. The tornado hit Centennial, and then it, it went over the nations and into Germantown. There's a lot of businesses yeah. in yeah. the nations, uh, a lot of new houses that are condensed in a small area. Yeah, and so many and so many of those houses, new houses that are... I don't want to say anything bad, but like a lot of them are not like super well built. I might I like. I just there's say a lot hypothetically. Are, I don't want to say anything against anyone, but hypothetically, that might have been one of the reasons I moved from that area. <laughs> is that we got it? It was a brand new house, and I'm like, man, I think there's some stuff that's gonna fall apart here. Well, I mean, in a they were just years. put together so fast. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I, it makes me wonder if maybe like. There will be some tighter codes put in place, or I mean, I'm I'm no builder or developer or anything, but like, I would think that you got to have at least some minimum level of requirements because, like, some of those buildings just obviously the tornado was a beast, um, so it's hard to really say. But it'd be nice to have like 
all of the buildings be able to withstand some powerful storms. And I know for a lot of us in town and in the hospitality community, the liquor community, you know, there were two bartenders at Attaboy that unfortunately lost their lives. Best Brands lost 40% of their inventory. I know. There were countless, you know, Weiss Liquors and Main Street Liquors, everybody around here. And that's why not only just the liquor community, the hospitality community, but our, our brothers and sisters here in Nashville, 48 buildings were destroyed. Countless homes in East Nashville to uh, Mount Juliet, all the way out to Lebanon that are destroyed. And that's one of the reasons why you guys today have encouraged people. You have Gideon's Army here. I know you've been encouraging people to donate to the Community Fund of Middle Tennessee as well. So these are two organizations that are doing amazing things. Gideon's Army is always putting things out there on Instagram saying, this is what we need from you, whether or not it's peanut butter, it's formula, it's toothpaste, whatever it is, they are off there doing that. So bunch of good organizations. Thank you guys for doing that. Talk a little bit about today of course, and, and how you're tying it into charity. Yes, sorry to jump in, Andy, but um, we always want to have some sort of charitable aspect to like every event that we do, um, but I mean, this, the events of the past week hit especially close to home, and I mean only a few blocks from where we're sitting right now, there was a lot of destruction, and yeah, we have the Louisa Nelson Awards every year. Rashida Fatuga is the like the leader of Gideon's Army, and she was one of the winners. And we had most of Gideon's Army here in this space last year for the Louisa Nelson Awards. And they're the ones who are like leading the charge in North Nashville. And so Gideon's Army is here accepting donations right now. It's an amazing thing right now. And so like it's it's honestly the least that we could do is while we've got a captive audience to try and get as much I mean, there's so many people that are here not just from Nashville, but I mean, I've heard of people coming in from Florida, California, New York, Oregon, Illinois, DC. I mean, people all over the country are here. I was blown away. And having them be able to donate to Nashville and help is is an amazing, beautiful thing. And, um, and they're know. all talking about drinking it, too. That's one of the good things, too. Not just donating to Nashville and, and the community and everything that's hit hard here, but also these people were in line saying, I can't wait to try the honey. Yeah. Especially for a release that we know, let's just be honest, guys, we know this is going to go on secondary and we know that the honey fetches a pretty penny. I was encouraged as we were walking around how many people actually want to drink it. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's the coolest thing because, you know, with all these, you know, any special release and any distillery that's a big kind of sought after thing, of course, there's the secondary market and that's that's just kind of part of it. But in my mind, it's like this stuff is made to be to be drunk and enjoyed and so that's a, you know, I think that's the right way to do it. Speaking of which, yeah. I've been eyeing these four glasses <laughs> we've had down here. Yeah. Charlie and I looked at each other. We locked eyes. We're like, yeah, are you we guys going to kiss or something? Yeah. Is this, do, do we just become no cameras around here? But should we? Uh, should I don't we mean have kiss. Little? I mean try these whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to all use the communal cup. 
Have you been checked for coronavirus lately? Well, funny enough, the person who gets the gift for the furthest traveled for this release comes straight from Wuhan, China. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew that. Now, what do we? That's a joke. I, I really didn't mean that. Set this up, uh, Mr. Distiller over here. There are four different releases of the honey. There's four different barrels here. What do we have? I, I think it's ascending one so way, So we've right? got from lowest to highest proof. The lowest proof is exactly 100 proof, and these are individual barrels. So uh, just a quick kind of fun fact about these um, barrels with the, the honey and the whiskey in them. We've got True Bee Honey, who is also here showing folks, you know, samples of their honey and kind of selling T-shirts and showing what they've got, what they're all about. They asked us if we could give them a used bourbon barrel at first because they do a barrel-aged uh, honey. So we said, yeah, sure. Didn't even think twice about it. And then they, they did their thing. They put the honey in the barrel. They dumped it out. And then they asked if we wanted it back. And that's when the light bulb went off in our heads. It was like, all right, yeah, actually, that would be a super cool idea. So we got the barrel back and found that honey has this really cool quality about it. It's uh, hygroscopic, meaning it, it it attracts moisture. And so what happens when it's, there's a bunch of honey in the barrel, it sucks all the moisture out of the wood and the wood kind of dries up a lot. So when we got it back from them, we had to rehydrate it and kind of swell the barrel so it would seal and sort of reconstitute itself, so to speak, so that when we put the bourbon in, it didn't just all leak out. So was that even answering the question? I think it was interesting for the fact that I don't think I knew that you had to reseal the barrel after the honey goes in there, the way to actually make it go tight again. That's something I, I learned. I didn't know it. So thank you. Yeah, um, always here to teach. But so what we've got here right in front of us are four different barrels. Each came out a different proof. So the lowest one is exactly 100 proof. And then the next one is 111 and change. I can't remember exactly. Next one is 115 point something proof. And then the highest is 116.4. Is that right? It's 116 anyway. Each one yields a different flavor profile. And of course, it's a different whiskey in there, of course. But then uh, the honey will affect it kind of in different ways. So... I tend to think that the best way is to either go lowest to highest or highest to lowest proof just to see the kind of how the honey will affect the, the bourbon in different ways. Well, I'm a guest in your house, so I'm going to let you pick. Let's start off with 100 proof. Let's go low to high. All right. So we're just going to pass this around. I'll take the first sip yeah, and yeah. I'll let you do it. So John just tried his. Okay. So I'm definitely getting coronavirus now. That's pretty good. Yeah. I do like the 100 proof. It is one of those things. I had a conversation with someone the other day, and Zeke disagrees with me, but it's about single barrels. And when you proof them down to arbitrary numbers, like 100 or 107, you know, and they're so even, you don't realize with a single barrel, like 101.3 might be the best proof for the barrel. Right. So I always feel like the 100 you do, and it's the nod to history, right? It's the bottled and bond proof. It's just easy to do a hundred proofer. A lot of people like hundred proofers. Well, nothing's easy in this business, I just must say, but. <laughs> it's an easy decision. It's an easy <laughs> okay, marketing okay. decision. How yeah. about that? So this next one we're gonna go up to, this is the 111, right? It's 111, yeah. So I tend to, to think that it gets, the lower the proof, the sweeter, you know, the product. Perhaps because there's less alcohol and more kind of honey flavor, so to speak. By the way, it's just not, there's not like honey flavoring in it. It's just, you know, bourbon coming into contact with the actual raw, you know, natural wildflower honey that was in the barrel. Now, the color as you go up, the 111 and the 115, 
they almost have a darker color yeah. Yeah. than even the 116 and the yeah, 100. Sure. It's those middle two, even just from the naked eye, yeah, it looks really like it's dialing in to a certain point. Yeah. Can I just take a side note that, like, you totally have a Daniel Craig lookalike doing security here? A Daniel Craig lookalike oh. doing security? <laughs> it looks like you that have That is Daniel Bond. Craig. We brought him in. He's yeah. doing Saturday Night Live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know. It's only a couple like, hours from here to New York, so he'll be, yeah, he'll be fine. Private jets, dog. He's a pro. But, like, when you have a guy who's a little bit older and he's not wearing a tie, he's wearing a suit, he's not wearing a tie, and, like, he's just kind of standing by the door. It screams that, like, I know karate, and I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Many types of karate. Um, I, I heard that there was a bit of a, a ruckus, a, a little bit of um, a, a, scuffle a, a scuffle outside last night, or, or oh, man. early this morning, rather. Uh-oh. Did you hear about that? No. That there was, there was a scuffle in line. Seriously? I, yeah. Now, I mean, now we, the guy that took over for him, he looks like a dad. Turn around. The guy that took over for Daniel Craig looks too much like Tom Hanks now. He does not look like he's going to kick someone's ass. Like So now's the time. If you're going to bum rush and get a honey and you're just going to go in and like do a mad There's, dash, do it when Tom not live, Hanks are is we? There. No. Okay. <laughs> this is all recorded. I'm just saying, like next time they do a release, just wait until the Tom Hanks guy is sitting there. Now, this, this third one, what's the proof so, on this? This is like... There's some smokiness to this. Yeah. Um, and that's What's really this one, 115? It's a, yeah, it's a 115 point one maybe? I can't remember, but it's a 115 point something. I like it because it has honey, but it's got that smoke to it, and it's not overpowering, but it, it just has some depth. Yeah, that's one of the things that's really, really <clears throat> important to, to us and to me is like to make sure that people recognize this as bourbon with a bit of influence from in this case honey or whatever it is the finishing caskets in as opposed to saying like I take I feel like I'm tasting drinking honey with a little bit of bourbon in it that's not what we want so. yeah that 116 it's honey but it's oak and honey rather yeah. than smoke and honey on that one I don't know if you get that yeah definitely there's a little bit of, yeah if so if 100%. you like an oak oak and honey that 116 is going to be your jam I think if you like smoke and honey, that 115 is going to be your jam. The 111 is more honey, honey. The 100 and is like that's. Someone told me earlier today. He said, I, "I think that 100 proof I could just sit and drink with a straw." Yeah, but you know the 116 may need to um, you know put a little ice cube in it or something, some water or whatever. Now, are um, you able to even play favorites at this point of all these four? Yeah. No, not really, because, I mean, you know, of course we tried them before we released them, but I just love, like, I never have a favorite, and, it's, and it sounds like such a cop-out answer because people ask me if I have my, what's my favorite whiskey other than my own, and I'm like, I really don't have one because I don't have a go-to. I just, I really want to try everything, and I appreciate the sort of nuances of each different thing, and that's the same here. I think the, the 115 is the biggest outlier here with that smoke, which is really cool, but I also have a sweet tooth, so I really love that 100 proof. What about you? Man, I... I love them all. I, I just love the fact that they, yeah. You're such a politician. You are the politician <laughs> out of it, too. Well, I, I mean, you know, I like a little bit of sweetness. I like a little bit of spice, and I like a little bit of sp So I think that there's a time and place for everything, really. I've, I've said that before, and 
I like to sometimes compare it to beer. I, I like beer. I like tequila. My top things are, are whiskey, agave spirits, and beer. And I think that if you're out on a boat on the lake or something, I'd like to have get, get like you the smokiest mezcal you can find. No, I'm no. on a boat. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, on a boat. boat. No. <laughs> if if I'm on a boat, I'm gonna want like some cheap, easy drinking beer. You know, like. Bud Light, Bush Light, Miller Light, whatever, Coors, you know. You're not going to sit there and, and have like a sour or right. a, a New England IPA. I mean, I might have one as like the first beer of the day or something, but then like I like an IPA from time to time, but like I generally only want to have one. And then like depending on the season and just where we are, how my mood is, nice you know. buttery Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I say it over and over, and our listeners are going to get tired of me doing it, but there's, I call them lawnmower pours. It's yeah. when you're in the summer and you're on the lawnmower, you don't want something heavy. You want something light enough that you're going to, yeah. it's like the keystone light of whiskey, and you need that <laughs> just as much as you need the Bud Heavies of whiskey. Totally, totally. You know? And I'm not going to sit there and mow the lawn and drink Bud Heavies. Did you just try to, like, show a spectrum of whiskey or of beers going from Keystone Light to Bud Heavy? That was the widest <laughs> net you could cast. Well, maybe Bud Heavy's in the middle. Work with, on with, that, with man. Craft. <laughs> I don't drink as much beer. Have you ever heard? There's a there's a type of beer called a stout beer. Oh, it's I real love dark. Stout. I'll tell you most of the time if it's not at Bearded Iris or Southern Grist. Beard Irish does some know. great stuff. There's yeah. a lot of great local breweries here, which, by the way, uh, one of my favorite new ones is Various Artists. It's probably like the smallest brewery in town, but they've just got a, a list of a bunch of different beers. And by the way, you talked about Keystone. I haven't had a Keystone in a long time, but it reminded me of college. 30 stones, $9.99. We would, we would fill up our bathtubs with Keystone. It reminds <laughs> me of thirty those. packs of Keystone. It reminds me of the commercials. That wasn't that Keystone Light that had the bitter beer face commercials. Yeah, I think so. like the old with guy with Keith no teeth. Like, yeah, we'll come back to that because we have a special guest who just sat down with us, Seth Weinberg, the man behind the counter at Bourbon Steak, who makes things happen. Go see this guy. He's one of our favorite people in Nashville. Seth, how are you? Good. How are y'all doing today? It's pretty wild out here. It is yeah. pretty wild out here. I just came by to taste all the barrels, have a little have a little taste before work, you know, start my day off right, if you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. So Now, we know, because we just tasted through all four of these, there's all different proofs, all different profiles. What was your favorite out of all of these? Every barrel was delicious, but they all really have a unique character, which is so cool, because the proofs vary from you know, 100 to 116, which Everybody is great. Everybody stop being a politician in front of Charlie. <laughs> all right, all right. I Here's, like the Smoky 115 the best. How about that? That's my favorite. I thought 115 I would love, but it... It hit me weird. I think I, just because I was on three three whiskeys in like a minute and a half. The one I thought was most well integrated, most well balanced, and just really, really like crowd pleasing was the 111. But my personal favorite was the 116. And I'm not just one of those freak like I love high proofers. It just like the richness and the balance and the depth of flavor on the 116 was what I would want to sit down and drink the most. But but for that the everyday person, I would tell them to buy the 111 or the hundred with a straw. <laughs> that, that's the other option. You're going to get a Nelson's Greenbrier straw that you could put in there and, and drink it that Paper way. Paper yeah, straw, know, of course. That's like your entry level, you know, 100 proof whiskey, you know. That's what everybody should uh, 
Drink yeah. when they're in diapers. A so. biodegradable, hundred proof straw that has G's all over it, just like the Nelson's Greenbrier Glencairn. <laughs> Everybody, go see Seth at Bourbon Steak. Tell him that you want the most expensive bourbon on the menu for free because you heard him on this show. <laughs> whatever Nobody's going to do that. Whatever gets you in the door, you know? Nobody's well, going to We'd love to that. see you all. So, well, you guys have a fun day. Thanks for letting me sit on the couch for a little while. Everybody go see Seth Weinberg at Bourbon Steak. It is on top of the JW Marriott Hotel. They actually have an amazing view of downtown Nashville. But back to the most important thing, this beer conversation we were having. Have you had the Southern Grist, the Peach Cobbler, and the Blackberry Cobbler? I have not. Now, I am typically not a sour guy. I'm typically an IPA or a stout guy. They have this Blackberry Cobbler and a Peach Cobbler, and I shit you not, it tastes like the dessert. Are they open today? Yes. Might have to go get one. Yeah, they're down. Or are are they out? If not, I have one in the fridge I'll bring up to you. So I gotta be honest, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> I may have tried it. I hope it, I didn't ruin everything. The Southern Grist, they have a peach cobbler and a blackberry cobbler. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I haven't had that. If you're in town, your travel constellation has canceled your travel plans <laughs> for the next couple of months. So I will bring you up a beer next week. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna I like I'll ride my I, I live right near the uh their original Southern Grist uh Location. I yeah, wander over there pretty soon. You have to get the cobblers. They. I'm normally not a sour. What do they just like? Throw a bunch of cobblers in the. They throw tanks? a bunch of peach, uh, peach and, and blackberry in the grind tanks. up a bunch of people who make shoes and make a beer <laughs> out of it. And it's a little bit of milk and elves. It is elves that cobble. Elves, <laughs> elves yes. Keebler elves, not cobbler elves. Yeah, I mean, it's not Buddy. Buddy is too big to cobble. There is some great beer in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. I think the amount of distilleries that have opened up and the amount of breweries that have opened up lately, it's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. A lot to do here if you want to drink something in Nashville. We could sit here and talk about beer all day, guys. And it would be a heck of a lot of fun. This whole event... Let's go back to, I think a lot of people saw that they were excited, they were in line. People waited overnight. Yeah, the first people got in line around 4 p.m. yesterday. And I know they got a lot of hell because people were like, you could be out helping people clean up from the tornado, Yeah, but you're sitting in front. So they got their hell for that reason. Any other normal week, I think everybody would be fine with them sitting there waiting overnight. But how does that make you feel, I think, from a distillery standpoint? You now have people waiting overnight for a release. I don't think that that has ever happened before here for a release. I mean, we've had, you know, a couple hundred people in line before. But, I mean, by this morning, we had over 700 people in line. And so it's crazy. It's both, like, very exciting and positive and great because, obviously, you know, we're doing something right, I guess. But on the other hand, it's like, man, this is a lot to manage and, you know, want to make sure that we do as much as we can to make it as many people happy as possible. But at the end of the day, we know that's just, you know, you get a, a group of 700 people together, you're not going to get anybody to agree on yeah. anything. And so there are going to be people who are, you know, put off by this or that or, or whatever. But the point is, like, having been kind of blown away by this, we, we didn't fully expect all this. So it's just a, it's a very good learning experience um, for us. Yeah. And so, you know, next time this happens, we'll, we'll know a little better and, you know, prepare a little better and be able to 
just definitely a learning experience. I mean, there's like Andy said, there were 700 people, but several hours before we opened, by the time we opened, there were probably a thousand people and it was insane. And, and, you know, John, you and I walked down the line and we're letting people know that a lot of them were not going to get bottles. Yep. And they were angry. They were yelling at me and, and you know, not happy. And it didn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to get yelled at. <laughs> but I, I also think that it's, um, it's rough because people don't realize everything that goes into this day. Yeah. And we have no idea what to expect. Like, we yeah. had no idea that there would be a thousand people before the doors open. We thought maybe, like... Before we decided on having it be limit one bottle per person, we were thinking, oh man, let's let's maybe do two bottles per person because like there'll probably only be like a couple hundred people that show up or something like that. And we didn't know what exactly we were gonna do with all of the bottles. We wanna make sure that when we do a run that you know, we set some aside for our library. We use some for charitable donations and that sort of thing. And so, like, people ask how, exactly how many bottles there are going to be available. And truth is, by the time the door opens, we don't even necessarily know exactly how many bottles there are going to be. So if we give one answer of X number of bottles... And that's not exactly how, like, there are people in line counting exactly how many people are in line. So if we're off by a bottle or 10 bottles or something, then people are going to be pissed. So we're trying to figure out how best to do it. I mean, we spent, like, way more time and energy trying to prepare for this release than we do sometimes for, like, an entire month of work. And so we're trying to learn lessons from it. There's a lot of people that that really want these. I think it's tough. There needs to be almost a ballpark-ish figure. You know, like if you plan and say, we're going to try to have X amount of bottles, and then people know that X amount of bottles are there, and this is the thing is, we could have this conversation now, but it's not going to take effect for years because that's how whiskey works. Right. The good news here is that there are people who care so deeply about this and they take it so seriously that it's like, that's what gives us, you know, our livelihood. And that's obviously we appreciate the hell out of that. I mean, that's amazing. On the other hand, my kind of line for today, just for, you know, if people kind of start yelling at others for it's like, we're not curing cancer here. You know, we're providing some whiskey that people like and that people can enjoy. And especially if their only concern is, getting a bottle and listing it for 10 times what they paid for it like that's their own prerogative and that's that's the way the world works but you know if if someone's going to try to get mad at us just because they weren't able to flip it for 10x or whatever like all right i don't know if i can and and also like got to keep in mind that like today's a special day because we are taking a portion of sales from all bottle sales all of the honey sales all of our tours and tastings, everything. This will be the biggest day in the history of the company for us. And we're going to be donating a lot of it to charities to help with the tornado relief. And while I understand that people were upset seeing other people in line so early and not like volunteering for the relief efforts, 
at least people that have waited in line for so long. And a lot of them have come in from out of town and they wouldn't be here anyway. Like that they specifically came for the purpose of buying a bottle of honey. And my hope is that they'll come for the honey, stay for the volunteer efforts and help with the tornado relief. I like that. Come for the honey, stay for the community. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a shirt idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just text our trademark attorney. We got it. I tried to get one, and, and I thought about it later. Uh, what was it? Something like, um, honey is sweet, but nothing sweeter than Nashville. Yeah, something like that. I was trying to do that as a t-shirt. Yeah. Although I do feel, I got to say, like, Charlie knows I talk, and I'm going to give him some shit right now because you know every single time charlie calls me he goes uh hey man i only have 10 minutes so i gotta make this quick like he knows he's like i'm just gonna say this right now so i have this internal what clock. They call managing expectations whatever i whatever i talk to charlie i kind of look at the clock and i go okay he's gonna start getting itchy at about nine minutes yeah so i'm just gonna get right to the point and get off with him you gotta do it you know something that uh dave pickerel told me you know he was kind of a mentor for both andy and i and um something that he told me was people are not going to give you the time that you need so you're gonna have to steal people's time and i was like i didn't know what he meant at first (laughs) and and then he 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 sort sort of led by example and i was like oh okay so when someone would be like i've got five minutes for you i'd be like okay and i'd steal 30 yeah and so you know that was mostly when we were trying to raise money for building out the distillery and everything when You'll be talking to folks who are running their businesses or or, um, didn't have the time for me. But anyway. I always have the time for you. You don't have to steal time with me. I get nervous about being a thief, a time thief. You guys are good people. It's always good to to catch up with you. And I think um, the majority of people, because this is up in the Dad's Drinking Bourbon group, this is... The amazing thing about having things nowadays be live, not like this podcast is live, but people that are actually posting on our group and and doing pictures, and they're saying the number, having an actual ticket, I know there's a list this time. And you guys aren't even as big on the, you you pay people to run this list for you. And I think that's the other funny thing is that people are like, oh, it's up to Charlie and Andy. It's like you're you're delegating right. as good people should. And you're saying, hey, who's going to run the list? The people on Dad Drinking Bourbon are saying there should be an actual ticket. So say if the number is 550 and the number was not 550 today, this is an arbitrary number. But if it's 550, you could sit there and go, okay, I'm going to go to the first 550 people in line. You get a physical ticket. Outside of that physical ticket, you know that there's going to be a charitable component for the rest of the time. Like, that's basically the feedback. I, I like that idea. I mean, obviously, we need to flesh it out some more, but I, I like that idea so that people still have an opportunity. And we just need to, um, you know, work out the, the kinks legally and everything. Yeah. It's got to be legal. It's got to be legit. And, uh, you know, next time, guys, I'm going to bring headphones. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, bring headphones for us Good next time. Plan. I had headphones. Typically, Zeke does not make me bring headphones because he says that 
it messes him up when he hears his own voice. Yeah. You guys are pros, though. You don't need... You you actually need the headphone to hear me. I know. I know. Every time you say Zeke's name, I, I just imagine, like, that it's like you're... I imagine you know, it's you in a yeah, wig. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's a joke on the Tennessee Distillers Guild that they think I pay the person in the Instagram photos to be an actor. And they're like, I'm like, no, that's Zeke. I just posted a picture. They go, you know, you could hire people with Nashville. I'm like, I hired the same guy every He's time. He's a crisis actor. <laughs> he, is, he is just an actor. He he stages things with me, and he's always in a, a mesh trucker hat. Always. I uh, thought you were going to say a mesh tank top. No. <laughs> that That's later. I mean, I could still rent him, but it's not during the hours. Wow, this is getting real weird. Yeah. No. I love it. You never know. You can, you can rent anything with actors. <laughs> You guys, what is your favorite release? Let's, let's favorite just release? go there. Yeah, there's Honey, there's Madeira, there's Morverdra, and there's Black Bell. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, since I'm the least likely to say favorites, I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite is the Movedra. Really? Yeah. It's the after-dinner drink. I mean, I love it all the time, every time. So I, I love the Movedra as well. I, I might even like the Tanat, actually, even better than that. Really? Oh, yes. yeah, I forgot about the tonight. Because there's, there's a bit of a sweetness there. Like I said, I have a sweet tooth, so I, I prefer that. But to be perfectly honest, I think that one of the upcoming releases that we haven't yet announced, but I've tasted, m- maybe may end up being my favorite one. I can't say anything more about that. But yeah, we, there's some good ones some coming. Super cool ones. Small ones, though, that yeah. like maybe we should tell people exactly how many bottles there are. We'll, we'll take our lessons from today. Yeah. So if you're listening, these ones that are coming up later on this year, a thousand people better not line up because you're not going to get it. Yeah, there's not going to be a thousand. No. I can say that right now. I mean, this is this is probably our, our biggest, or maybe, do we do more maybe Black, Black Bell? Bell? Yeah, we did bigger Black Bell release. But, but this is the biggest, most highly anticipated and biggest turnout. Yeah, I would say. And I feel like there needs to be a party. Like, what about... I am still got screwed on those barrel rolling competitions. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still bitter because... Did you scrape your knee? No, I won my heat. I just didn't take my hands off the barrel. Oh, yeah. Like, I clearly had, like, a 10-second win. Well... And then my fat ass was just resting on the barrel when I was <laughs> done. And I was like, I beat him. I picked it up. And, Pick and it up was, your cardio, bro. Well, no, it was funny because the be guy was super jacked and skinny. Yeah. And I had that lineman like, <laughs> you know, if you want me to get down and, and get in a lineman position and push a barrel, I'm going to kick everyone's ass. And then I picked it up, and there we go. But, boys, it's always a pleasure having you two on. Yeah, thanks it's for pleasure having being us. on. We, we love uh, hanging out with you guys. One time I will bring Zeke. And then I will see Andy. Are you going to go to Spirits and Soul? Or um, is just I'm not Andy? sure. Since other travel is canceled, you might as Maybe. well just come yeah, down I mean, there. I'm, I'm going to have to take a look at it. Like, prior to, you know, the recent events, I was going to be on the road basically until June. But it looks like my schedule might be opening up. So we'll see. Maybe you should drive down there. We'll do another podcast. And I think... It might be fun if you guys are game for this. We just drink beer. Like, and it's not Charlie and Andy Nelson on there talking about uh, Nelson's Greenbrier. 
It's just three friends sitting around drinking some beer. That could be fun. And talking about it. Let's do that. And uh, you guys, it's NGBD. Is it NGB Distillery? Yeah. NGB Distillery, Bellmead BRBN yep. on Instagram, uh, Bellmead Bourbon on Facebook, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. You had now have the Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. You have all the stuff in the Craftsman Cast series. Any other single barrels that we should know of? You got any MGP lying around that people want to? Uh, not really. I put you on the spot. You gave me the look. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shit. There's a reason you lost that damn barrel race. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, we love you, and uh, you know we love to see people in Nashville doing good things. We've heard this music a lot. Let's go enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. Cheers. 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 Thank you. <laughs>